I'm Sean Pratt. Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast, where we discuss all things to help you build your voiceover momentum. Today's host is Julie Williams. Julie, what's the topic of the day? Our topic today is market your genius. And uh, Nikki Nash is our guest. And the reason I contacted Nikki is because she just came out with this book, Market Your Genius, and I've been reading it. And it is so good that I've only gotten past chapter two because I need to take time to digest all the information, you know, and there's so much great information in it. So I like to digest it like, okay, you know, here's this concept in this paragraph here. And then I'm like highlighting and marking notes in the margin. How can I apply this to my business? And then I'm getting these, these tabs to put on it so I can reference it later. And so it takes me a long time to read a book because, you know, because I treat it like a textbook because that's the kind of information that is in this book. So Nikki, thank you for, first of all, writing the book. It's making a difference. And, and thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. What would you say the first thing is that somebody needs to do in, in running their business before they can even think about marketing it? Yeah, you know, the very first thing I tell people to do is get a really clear picture in their mind of what they're out to accomplish. You know, I think so often it could be easy to say, I'm going to start a business or I have a skill in this area and, and that's what I'm going to do. Um, but everybody gets to do business a little bit differently. And so the very first step is to paint a crystal clear vision of what you want the business to look like. And you can go out as far as you can with your vision. It could be, here's what I want to happen this year. Here's what I want to happen in 10 years from now or 20 years from now. But you start with a vision. And once you're clear on that, then you're able to start using marketing as a tool to get you to that vision. But you have to be clear on where you're going first. So how do we create a vision? That's a great question. And, you know, I encourage people to do an exercise. It's actually pretty simple just to get the juices flowing. I call it the future forecast exercise. And so what I have people do is kind of is to just sit down and close their eyes and think about what their business looks like in the future and just visualize it. Mm -hmm. And then once they've given themselves five minutes, 10 minutes or so to sit back down and write it out and write it out as if you've already accomplished it and you're in the future. So pretending you're the future is 2030 the year 2030 and you know it's December 31st 2030 and i'm like oh my gosh this is so amazing i just spoke on you know 50 stages this year and you know my voiceover business is blowing up i have a wait list and you know whatever would excite you and what lights you up and and write all that out and then from there you can start going wow okay this is what i'm going towards this is what my goal is this is what success looks like for me and then you can start thinking about the pieces that'll get you there and now we're going to encounter a lot of obstacles along the way. So how can we anticipate and then identify and then overcome those obstacles? Oh, that's such a, a, it's a tough loaded question. question. It's, yeah, <laughs> because, and I'm going to just share really quickly why it's a challenging question, because um, I, when I first found personal development, I went to this seminar that described, you know, transformation, the, the idea of transforming a, a challenge or the way you think about something, right? It made me feel as though it was like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, right? Like you're a caterpillar and then you're a butterfly and you're transformed. And if you've ever struggled with anything in your life, whether it was, you know, 
body image or, you know, I used to hate the sound of my voice, ironically, or maybe not so weird. <laughs> I used to hate mine too. And now it makes my living. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but there were so many things that, you know, I've dealt with and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to this event or transform this area. Somebody's going to teach me to think differently and then I'm going to be okay. Right. And I will have no more problems with weight or with my body image or with the sound of my voice. Right. There will be no more problems. I'm now a butterfly. Um, but that's not the case. And so the, the, the reason why this is important is because if you have a lot of obstacles and I, I can talk to you about some of the common ones, but if you have an obstacle, the most important thing to realize is that it's a journey, not like a butterfly turning or a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. It's, it's like a, I'm a caterpillar. Now I'm a butterfly. Whoop. I'm back to being a caterpillar. I'm going to be a butterfly today or for the next 10 minutes back to being a caterpillar. So there's this constant kind of mindset adjustment that you have to go through when you're building a business, because what often happens for people is they may spin their wheels, trying to figure out what the heck they're selling, spin their wheels, trying to figure out how much they're going to charge, spin their wheels, trying to figure out who they're going to offer it to have so many ideas that you can't choose one. So you try to offer them all and then you're overwhelmed and nothing works. You know, there's so many on overwhelmed time. Yeah. So many things going on. So, um, how do we, you, you consult with a lot of business owners. How do we get in our own way? Uh, you know, I think analysis paralysis is probably one of the biggest ones, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the ability to confidently make a decision and move forward with it is I think one of the biggest things that stops people is that oftentimes I work with people who make a decision, feel confident about it in the moment, right? They're a butterfly for a moment. And then fear creeps in and doubt creeps in and, you know, will this work? Will this not work? Oh, somebody else told me that they grew their business doing this other thing. Maybe I should explore that. And next thing, you know, you you've gone from, I've made this decision. I'm moving forward. I'm going to grow my business to, Ooh, I don't know if that was the right decision. Let me analyze it a little bit more before I move forward. And next thing, you know, you're looking at other people wondering how their voiceover business has grown so much. And you're sitting there like, what? I started before them, right? <laughs> Tell me if you've, if that's happened to you, no, you're not alone. Yeah. You've gone to six figures in two years. It took me 10, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so what about imposter sim- syndrome? What is that? And uh, how can we recognize it if we have it and how do we overcome it? Another loaded question, right? Yeah. And you know, what's so funny is that I had to Google imposter syndrome one day because I'm like, do I have it? I can't, I don't think I have it. Right. I think I'm fine. And what I've realized, and I can give you kind of my definition of imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome, because I've, I feel like it's potentially up for interpretation, but I look at it as, um, this feeling that, or this sense that maybe you're not as good as you sometimes feel you are some days, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Like you feel like an imposter almost like, Hey, I'm showing up. I have this great life. Look at me. I'm amazing. But deep down, you know, that you don't feel that way all day, every day. And so there could be this disconnect with putting yourself out there and trying to be a leader and trying to coach other people or consult other people or, you know, tell everybody how you've built your business or how great you're doing in the work that you're doing. And then at the next moment, feel like, wow, but, you know, I'm still struggling. You know, I'm not a butterfly all the time. I'm only a butterfly, you know, 10% of the time or 5% of the time. And the rest of the time I'm a caterpillar, right? And, And sometimes people discount what magic they've brought to the world. You know, they devalue it. They're like, well, you know, maybe that was luck 
or, you know, maybe right. that's just because I worked really hard for 10 years and I don't really know how I got here, but I got here. Right. But at the end of the day, when you can take time to acknowledge how freaking fabulous you are every day and really honor the things that you truly love about yourself. Maybe you do love the sound of your voice. Maybe you love how you're able to um, speak to somebody's project and be, and know exactly what they want and what they need and capture what they need in a way that nobody else can do. Right. Right. There are things that are magical about you. And if you can spend more time leaning into your magic and less time focusing on the things that maybe you don't love about yourself as much, you'll start gaining more confidence and seeing more traction in in your life and in your business. And that might help. Uh, a lot of people have trouble um, pricing their services, partly because they, they aren't sure like what's the norm. And then you look at it and think, oh, wow, that's the norm. Am I worth it? Am I going to price myself out of a job? Cause I'd really do it for 200 instead of three or, or, you know, whatever. So do you think imposter syndrome impacts that? Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the best things that happened to me when I was starting my business is that I had no idea what other people were charging. Right. Like when I first started, I, things happened a little bit quickly and somebody asked, how much do you charge? And I literally just made up a number because it felt good. And I'm like, well, you know, they'll either pay it or they won't pay it. And if they won't pay it, then we can have a conversation. But they said yes. Right. To, uh, I think it was $3,000 for 90 days. And I, I literally, my jaw dropped to the floor at the time. I'm like, really? Like you're going to pay a thousand dollars a month essentially to work with me. And I just started my business maybe two weeks ago. And I was in this group program that was ultimately going to teach me how to price my services and things like that. And the advice that I got from that program, had I not already started charging before I got advice on pricing, I would have charged less and not believed I was worth what I ultimately charged. And I think it's because when you look at what somebody else recommends or where somebody else is, and you see the the price that they put out there, you're now comparing yourself to your own perception of that person, right? Mm -hmm. If I think that this person, oh my goodness, they've been in the industry 20 years. They're amazing. I can't possibly charge as much as they do. Then you're going to lower your pricing. But if you just ignore for a little bit, what other people are charging and you look at what you bring to the table, the value somebody's going to get because of the work that you put out into the world and the work that you're doing, And you really do the math and go, okay, this is my vision. This is my life. And how much money do I really need to bring in to make that vision a reality? And what is my capacity for work and clients that helps give you a better indicator of what you maybe should charge, or at least want to financially charge. And the reality is with pricing, in my opinion, is that everybody makes it up anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody makes it up and everybody's price is a reflection of what they believe they're worth. So you could believe somebody else is worth more than they believe that they're worth. And so if somebody else is undercharging and you think that you're like not as good as them and you're going to base your rates off of them and they're undercharging, well, now you're undercharging and everybody's undercharging, right? So what do you think the perception of of a, a prospect would be of me if I have a high rate? Do you think that elevates their perception of me or they're thinking she's in a dream world? So I think I'm going to answer it in an interesting way. And my dad, when we would go and buy electronics at a store, his philosophy was the one that's the most expensive must be the best one. Right. Right. And, and I think that that philosophy, and and that didn't mean we always bought that one, but it meant that that was in voiceover, but 
Right. People don't know that, but people don't know that. And so people can often believe that with anything, whether it's true for the industry or not. And so I think that when you're looking at pricing, if, especially if you're in early stages of business or you're just getting started, if you could be fluid with it and say things like, this is my rate and see how many people say yes. And if people are saying no, then what you can do is say, all right, well, this is my rate but we're offering people this special for right now through the end of the year or something like that. You know, you can make it up a little bit so that it doesn't look like you suddenly just slashed all your prices or, or, you know, keep changing your prices, but you can do some testing is what I would say with pricing and pricings don't stay static over time. You know, people constantly raise their prices. Let's say the industry standard is a hundred dollars an hour. I'm saying this to make math really easy, right? Let's say industry standards, hundred dollars an hour, but you don't feel like you're worth hundred dollars an hour right now, but you feel really good about $60 an hour. Okay. We'll offer the first 10 people that sign up $60 an hour and then know that, okay, that was see how hard it was for you to sell that. And you can always raise your price if you want to. So now I think that knowing our superpowers would help us to feel good about, uh, well, first of all, use help us to use them to our advantage. And, and also to, uh, to price ourselves a little bit more accurately. Um, but what are superpowers and how in the world do we figure out what ours is? Yeah. You know, the reality is, is no one's exactly the same. And no matter how many people are doing voiceover work in your industry or how many people are coaching in your industry, everybody is innately different, right? Everybody has different strengths and talents. If they didn't, then there wouldn't be so much opportunity for people, right? I believe truly there's more than enough business for everybody, right? But the reality is, is I I also believe that there's a right client for a right business. And in order for somebody to identify if if you're the right person for them, they need to understand what makes you unique and different from anybody else. Yes. Okay. And so that's where your superpowers come in because maybe, you know, I'll, I'll give this as an, as an example, and it's one of my superpowers is that I have the ability ever since I was young has how it translates to my business. We can talk about later, but ever since I was, I was a little kid, I would be able to pick up on what people were trying to say and explain it for them. Right. So if you've ever seen two people talking and they both are saying something and they're having a conversation and they're like, I feel like you don't understand me. And the other person's like, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. I could sit there, listen to both people, understand what both people are trying to say and help them better communicate. Okay. It's just something I've always been great at, right? You start looking at what are the things that you're really great at, you're good at, and you write them all down. And some things may make zero sense for your business initially, right? Mm -hmm. But once you're clear on what makes you unique, you can start figuring out, okay, well, this talent of me of understanding what people are saying and being able to communicate that, how can I apply that to my business? Oh, wow. Well, when somebody is trying to communicate their message to their target customer, right? That's communication. It's part of marketing. So I have this ability. Some people have told me I'm like their very godmother of content because I can sit down and I just have them talk, right? They just talk to me for like an hour and I come back and I'm like, here's all the things that you were trying to say. Here's what's going to be interested to your target audience. And here's what content you should be creating and how you should create it so that it resonates. 
and they're sitting there like everything you came up with is genius. And I'm like, it's literally what came out of your mouth. You just were speaking in ramblings and I was able to synthesize what you were saying. Right. And so you have to look at what is unique about you. And maybe you have a similar superpower where somebody's like, I need this work. I need help. This is what I'm trying to communicate to my customers or for this project. And they're not sure how to do it, but you're able to bring that to reality with the power of your voice. Right. But because you understand what they're really trying to communicate, even beyond what they even realize themselves. And so you just sit down and you start thinking, what makes me different? And what's amazing about that is when you can hone in on what makes you different, then you can start finding your clients and customers to start using their own words to describe it. Right. I would never have like a very good sales strategy too. It is their needs. Yeah, it is because you not, then you have, you can use testimonials or case studies from what other people say about you, but then you also get their words and their language that you can use in your messaging or on your website. Right. If I keep hearing that I'm the fairy godmother of content, for example, then I might just start saying to people, oh, I'm like, you're the fairy godmother of content. Right. And then people are like, wow, that's so clever. How'd you come up with that? I'm like, I didn't, my clients kept saying it. Right. Or somebody told me I was their business doula. (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm getting a lot of interesting names here. I'm a fairy godmother. I'm a doula. I'm doing all sorts of things. Um, but you can, if you keep hearing the same things over and over again, it helps you get clear on what your superpowers are and you can translate that to your messaging. You can, um, pull those things out for, um, testimonials and case studies and things that you could put on your website that show how great you are. And next thing, you know, you're really differentiating yourself from the competition. And suddenly somebody who has a need for voiceover work, for example, and they know that they have a project, but they are concerned that it won't necessarily be communicated. Well, if somebody knows that that's one of your superpowers, because they've read your testimonials and they've read your messaging on your website, suddenly they'll choose you over somebody else. And what's beautiful about that is that you can, if you are really clear on your superpowers and the value they bring to your potential clients and customers, then price becomes less of an issue, right? I've purchased so many things, not because of price. I mean, price always ends up being maybe like a factor because if if the person doesn't have the money in their bank account on their credit card, it makes it a little difficult, right? But people are some oftentimes willing to pay a little bit more if they can see that the value and the, the magic is so much more. And so that's why you know, superpowers are so important to know. And when you do your superpowers first and think about that before pricing, it also gives you more confidence when you set your pricing. Cause you're like, no, I'm freaking worth it. I know I'm worth it because this is what I actually bring to the table. Thank you for listening to the voiceover insider podcast. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Karen DeBoer and I've sent a number of people to Julie Williams for coaching because I've worked with her and I know what she can do. In fact, here's the demo she produced for me. Canopy Egyptian cotton sheets are designed to get softer every time you wash them, which makes your bed easier to sleep in and that much harder to leave. Why do people count on SunSweet prune juice to stay fit on the inside? It's made only from prunes, nothing else. It's a natural source of fiber and five essential vitamins. It's the smart choice for me. Stay fit on the inside. Healthy looking skin today, clearer skin tomorrow. Look at your palm and imagine it filled with soup. Oh, that's hot. Whew. Let's try a salad. Dentine Ice gets you to parties fashionably fresh. Roasted, baked, lightly sautéed, or even still alive. Turkey gobbles frantically. Just remember, eat healthy and exercise. Or buy bigger undies. Your choice. The University of Nebraska Medical Center. Breakthroughs for life. For some, it means lying on a tropical beach. For others... 
It's family time at a thrilling theme park destination. It's people like you that enable Shriners Hospital for Children to provide their world-class care. So what I think I hear you saying is that the superpower is actually the genius that you're going to market. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there aren't like the five superpowers of business or, or anything like that. They're just basically identifying what your uniqueness and strength is. Yeah, I would, I would really indicate it as what are you and what are your experiences? What are your expertise? What are things that you're just naturally good at? Some things are completely natural. You've had them since a young age. As I mentioned, just the ability to communicate. I have no idea if that was a learned skill, but I've been able to do it since I was really young, probably around the age of six or seven. Cause my mom would tell me I used to communicate for my little sister, right? Like it was like from a young age, I've been able to do that. Other things are, are learned. You know, I have been in marketing for over a decade and a half going on two decades now. And so I learned a lot of the skills from marketing by being in marketing for so long. Right. And so, so some of your superpowers may be innate to you. They may be things you were born with. They may be things that you've learned and developed over time, but the the core principle here is to really think about what makes you unique and what makes you different. And I encourage people to do, I have an exercise and I encourage people to do it before they get on a sales call, but I actually think you could do it anytime because it's magical. It's called the effing fabulous list. And what you do is you write a list of all the reasons why you're freaking fabulous. We'll say, and you write that down and you read it before a sales call so that you go into the sales call confidently. But if you do that before you develop your program or set your pricing, then you're also coming at a place of, hey, I'm freaking fabulous. Now, you also do need to take into consideration the market. Like If, if I'm going, I'm so fabulous, I'm going to charge $20,000 a half hour for voiceover work. That may be unrealistic. I have no idea. Again, I'm not. But it's, it seems unrealistic to me, right? So maybe I think I'm freaking fabulous and that maybe isn't what I should be charging. But it, it, the goal here is to course correct because most people in general undervalue and underprice. And so if you can just get a, more confident to at least price in alignment with the market and where you are truly and what your superpowers are, that's a good step for you. So what would you say has been the value of professional development in your career? And, and what do you think about professional development for people who are beginning as, and then people who are in the middle of their career and people who are winding down their careers? Yeah. You know, I think that mentorship and support and personal development are all things that are important. And I look at it this way. I used to play competitive sports my whole life for the most part. And there was always a coach and then there was always a captain. And I've been a captain of a number of teams in middle school and high school and things like that. And having that support helps you in so many ways. It helps you get out of your own way. It helps shine a light on areas that are considered blind spots where you're like, Ooh, I didn't even realize I was having a problem with that. Or I, that I kept doing this thing, right. That I kept swaying left when I should have been pivoting uh, right or something. I'm making this up, but you know, they help you see things that maybe you don't always see. And then what's also beautiful about personal development is that it gives you tools in your, I'm going to say in your metaphorical toolkit to address what's going on with you, even when you don't have a coach standing next to you all the time, right? Because who has a coach or a mentor attached to your hip, right? It's 
it's not likely that somebody's no, always with my, you like that. I want them. Uh, I want them to hear my voice in their head, right. themselves. You know, I want them to hear me saying, "No, don't do that," which is not exactly how I coach, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and and what's always there, what's always usually in somebody's head is, you know, their disempowering beliefs, their negative Nancy. I call it the inner sound track, right? It's always playing. It's often a song that you can't stand. It's saying, yeah, you can't do that. Or nobody's going to pay for that. Or so-and-so is better than you. It's the brain is a fascinating thing, fascinating organ, but you're, you constantly have these thoughts that can stop you from going after what you really want. And when you have tools that can have you go, okay, well, right now I have this doubt or I have this fear or I have this thought. And that thought is not in alignment with what I actually want. When you have toolkits and and tools that are given to you from personal development work, you're able to go, you know what? I am afraid, or, you know what? I did have this thought, or, you know what? I I have doubts, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I'm going after this bigger thing. And I want that thing more than I want to listen to my negative thoughts. And so that's been the power of personal development for me. It's allowed me to do things that scare me. You know, I have 26 endorsements at the beginning of my book. And somebody asked, how did you get 26 endorsements? And I said, I had to deal with myself every day and ask people, some of which were good friends that are like doing well in their industry to, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to ask them to read my book. And then write a couple of sentences so that I could put it at the beginning of the book. You would have thought I was being asked to like, I don't know, murder someone. I was like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. But I had to really kind of speak to myself. Yeah, a hundred percent. And some, for somebody else, that could be the easiest thing in the world for them. Right. They're like, what? Just send an email, ask a friend. Every time I just, you know, it was like asking someone out on a date. It's like, I'd run up to them, blurt it out and then run away. That's how it felt. <laughs> like, like I'd hurry up, write the email, hit send so that I couldn't change my mind and then go the uh, laptop. I can't look at it anymore. I just right. asked someone to read my book and give an endorsement, right? Crazy to some people. They, they may be going, Nikki, that is not at all scary. Scared the crap out of me. So everyone's different. But when you're able to do some work, you're able to take action, even though it scares you and the action may not look heroic. It may be, I'm going to send this email, I'm going to hit send and I'm going to run away because that's how it looks for me. But I did it anyway. (laughs) The book is called Market Your Genius and it's on sale already. It's by Nikki Nash and I got mine at Amazon. You can get it anywhere books are, are sold. But Nikki also has a podcast that's also called Market Your Genius. So you can search for that, you know, wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. So Nikki, are there any final words, something maybe I didn't ask that, uh, that you would like to say to voiceover talents? You know, what I'd really like to say is that you are pure freaking magic. And if you're listening to this show to never forget that and to realize that you can truly accomplish anything you want, it may be scary and it may be uncomfortable. In fact, I would argue that it will be scary. It will be uncomfortable and you will probably see failures, but whatever your vision and your dream is for your business, it is absolutely possible for you. And it's just about taking little baby steps every day and believing that you can accomplish your dream more days than you don't believe that you can accomplish your dreams. Because if you believe just like one day more or one minute more or one hour more each every day, then you did the day before you're more likely to take actions and you're more likely to see what you really want to have happen in your life. Well, thank you for, for taking time to share your pearls of wisdom with us today. I really appreciate it. 
it's just, it's so valuable. I, I thank you for helping us to learn how to find and market our genius. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you found that information helpful and enjoyable. If you would like a free strategy session with Julie Williams to talk about your VO career, just email julie at voice-overs.com and we'll get you on the schedule. If you'd like to train in nonfiction audiobook narration, I'd be happy to work with you. Email Pratt at comcast.net. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll catch you next week on a brand new episode of the VoiceOver Insider Podcast.